to you. Okay? And um, the book of Ephesians, one of the epistles of Paul, a very powerful epistle, because it, it encapsulates everything concerning the Christian life. The epistle of Paul, the apostle to the Ephesians, was written in Rome in about AD 62. Titicus delivered the epistle of Ephesians, Colossians, and Philemon to their respective recipients. Ephesians shows how anyone who's in Christ sits and rules with him in the kingdom of God. Very important. It also addresses the very practical issue of Christian unity. This epistle reveals keen insight into the church and spiritual warfare, very important. It encourages Christians to be mature as they defend their faith against all types of spiritual and physical opposition. The mysteries of the gospels that are now fully revealed help the believers to overcome the evils of this age. Ephesians should be, should be read in section and digested slowly. This is one of the most spiritual letters in the repertoire of Paul, the apostle. The, um, the more I study the word of God and the more I spend time in his presence, is the more he download in my spirit or the spiritual unseen realm affect this physical existence in which we live. Many of us are not fully aware of it. And so we live our life any way we feel like and we go with our emotion. And thoughts come to our mind and we think they are our thoughts and so we speak them. But the spiritual world affects us more than we can possibly imagine. Paul in the, in the epistle, in chapter six, Ephesians chapter six, He wants us to know that the physical realm is not the source of our problem. The physical realm is not the source of our problem. It is just the vehicle that the spiritual unseen world uses to manifest our problems. I'll repeat that. The physical world is not our problem. The problem lies in the unseen world. And the unseen world uses the physical realm to manifest our problems. So if you want, if you spend most of your time addressing the physical manifestation, which is flesh and blood, you're wasting your time because the source is in the unseen world. 
around two weeks ago, uh, where I live, I it was like one o'clock in the morning, and I the, the, the apartment building next to mine, there were two ladies over there, and they were cursing each other, cursing each other. It's like they were about to get into a physical fight. And I couldn't sleep because of the noise. And the spirit says, you can, you can, you can stop that. You have the power to stop it. Speak to the unseen world that is controlling the atmosphere in that apartment. Speak to it. And I got up and I started praying and I prayed and I prayed and I speak to it directly. I speak to it. I speak to it. And around 10 or 15 minutes, it was complete silence. No more noise. No more quarrel. And I was able to sleep. We have the power, but we must be aware that we have the power. The unseen world knows our ignorance where that is concerned. They know that we are ignorant of the power that we have and also of the world in which they exist. And so they play games with us. So if you spend most of your time focusing on what you see, flesh and blood before you, wasting your time. You're wasting your time. With the invisible spiritual, you have to focus on the invisible spiritual realm that cause that is the source or the root of your problem. And if we don't do that, the best we can do by focusing on the physical is just to manage our problem. We'll never be able to fix it. Because we are focusing on the wrong thing. And so Paul is trying to bring us to the level where we can understand that our problem is not flesh and blood, but it is the unseen world that we can't see because we function in the five senses. We have to deal with where it came from, where the problem comes from. The scripture says, we die with him, buried with him, and raised up with him, and now we are seated with him in heavenly places, far above principalities and powers. That is where we are positionally. Spiritually, that is where we are positionally. We are seated with him. Just think about the, word, the, the use of the word. We are seated with him in heavenly places. Once we come to fully grasp that, that we are seated with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords in heavenly places, Satan knows and he backs up. Because when we open our mouth, we speak life, we speak power. And he knows it. I'm telling you, husbands, wife, you have to be aware of this. When your beautiful wife starts getting abusive and your husband starts getting abusive and you start looking at him as the problem, he's not the problem. 
this physical, this spiritual world is using him to get to you. But when you come to understand it, then you stand your ground. If you notice in, in the epistle that Paul says, he says, stand, stand your ground. Don't move from the position that Christ has put you in. Stand your ground. When you look at the physical and you try to address it in a physical way, you remove from your position. And once you move from your position, then the enemy has you. That is what it's all about. Don't focus on what you see. We are so accustomed to using our five senses, our taste, our smell, our touch. We are so accustomed to using it that when we speak about another realm, another physical, spiritual realm that exists, we, to us it's like twilight zone. It's not real because we can't see it, taste it, or touch it. Much of the defeat and the frustration and the misery and the anguish and the difficult times that we have comes because we forget our primary position. We forget the position that Christ has established for us and placed us in it. And so the difficulty comes and we don't know how to handle it. He has taught me this. And he says, teach it to them. Let them know that if they know the position I've placed them in and use the position and don't move from the position, the enemy will back down. So he said to me, tell the team that is going to Kenya that they must stand in their position. Opposition will come. The problems are going to come. The challenges are going to come. And you're going to look at them, the physical appearance of them, and you're going to get frustrated. You're going to run, want to run. But he's saying to you, remain in your position. Stand in your position of truth. Many marriages could have been saved, many, if the couple only realize that the true enemy is not your wife or your husband. The true enemy is working from the unseen world. We have to come as Christians, we have to be mature in this. We can't be drinking milk all day of our life. We have to come up, we have to step up to the plate and realize that we're in a battle. This world is not a play field, it's a battlefield. And the enemy is against God's children every day. He roams the earth. He roams the earth. So I, I'm saying to the, the people who are going to Kenya this morning, the moment you enter that plane, the battle starts. It starts because you are what? Reinforcement going to Kenya to lift up the ministers and the people in Kenya 
lift up their hand as they fight the battle, as they fight the dark world. That's what you're going to do. The enemy knows it. So he will come after you. But if you stay in the presence of God, if you stay and stand in your position, no matter what's happening around you, you will be victorious. You will be victorious. How you function in the spiritual realm determine how you make it in the physical realm. How you function in the spiritual realm will determine how you function or how successful you are in the physical realm. The realm of the five senses. The problem we have is that we are so accustomed to using our five senses. We know the world. We, we, we hear, we see, and we touch. We know the, the five senses. We know how to use it. And so because of this, the, the spiritual world is not real to us. It's not real. We don't know how it operates. And so we are controlled by the five senses. And so we are controlled by the five senses because to us, the unseen spiritual world is not real. Well, let me tell you something this morning. It is very real. It is more real than the seat you're sitting on. Than the seat you're sitting on. That's how real it is. What Paul and I, Paul wants you to realize this morning that you don't have to leave the position that Christ has established for you to stand in. When the problems come, you don't have to leave it. If you notice in Ephesians chapter 6, he keeps telling them, stand your ground, stand your ground, don't move, stand. Stand. Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Then he went and he said, for our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the, the, the rulers of darkness of this world and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to what? Rest, resist in the day, in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Having done all to stand, don't move from your position. Don't let what you see allow you to move from your position. You know, for the group that is going, you have to realize one thing. You have never been to Kenya and spent such a long time before. You have been there for like two or three weeks. But this time, most, so most of you are going for like two months, three months, five months. That's a long time. 
that is reinforcement that is going to be there for a long time. So you have to know the position that you will take at all time. You have to know that you cannot back down. You have to be keen in what you're doing. And he said to me to let them know that don't make any move until you hear his voice. When you hear his voice, you move because he will speak to you. He will speak to you. Even the very food you're going to be eating, he says, listen to my voice. In all you're doing, listen to what I am saying to you. Spend a quiet time like my son, Jesus Christ, went to the mountain and he spent time with me and I had to download in him all the things that I have him to do. You must spend that time. Don't go with your five senses. Don't go. Don't go with the facts. Go with the truth. Facts will change and can change and will change, but the truth of God's word never changes. So if the facts appear before you that I don't have enough finance, that's facts. It is so. But the truth says, I will supply your needs. That's, that's true. It's not going to change. The spiritual world is real. Wrap your mind around it. Learn to function in it. Learn to speak to it and it will hear you because you have the authority. You have the authority. I remember, and I've told you this before, when my, 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 my son was not really speak, hasn't spoken to me for some time because of, he had something in his heart against me, okay? And I remember I prayed and I prayed for like five years. Every time I pray, I speak to that spirit world. I speak to them. I tell, let go his heart. Release his heart in Jesus Christ's name. And it wasn't long that my son called me one day and he says, Dad, I want to make peace with you. There's one thing with Satan you must understand. He gets tired. Satan gets tired. <laughs> If you, if you stay at it, he gets tired. Remember when Jesus said, get behind me, Satan? The scripture says he left for a while. He gets tired. He gets, he gets weary. But you must stand your ground. Stand your ground. Are you hearing me? Please listen to what I'm telling you. The spirit world will try to manifest itself in various ways. But you must know the truth. Have the truth wrapped around your, your waist as a belt. 
Don't take it off. Don't take off that belt. And each time he comes, you speak the truth to him. You speak the truth to him. Man must not live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. You speak the truth to him. You speak the truth to him. And he backs down. Because he knows that you know who you are. Yeah, he knows. So I'm saying to someone online this morning, if you're having problems in your marriage, if you're having problems with your children, not just see the facts before you, but seek the truth. Seek the truth of what is causing these problems. What is causing these challenges? And speak to it with the authority that you have. Speak to it with the authority that has been invested in you. But stay in the position. Stay in the position that Christ has established for each and every one of his children. We are seated in heavenly places. Far above principalities and powers. They must bow to us when we speak, because we speak with the authority of Jesus Christ. And with that, I end the message that God gave me to give you. Speak to it. Speak to the demonic forces. Speak. You will encounter many as you go to Kenya. Speak to them and stand your ground. And they will back down in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, you gave me this message and I delivered it. I pray, Lord, that your sheep will take it seriously and that they will digest the grass of your word and that they will see result immediately as they use it, as they use the authority that you have given to them, as they stand in the position that you have placed them, the enemy must back down in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So, Father, as a team, as they get ready to go to Kenya, I know that you have fortified them. You have equipped them with your word, and they will not falter. They will stand like the Roman soldiers, stand in battle and fight, and the victory will be theirs. In Jesus' mighty and awesome name, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. And amen. We thank you, Reverend Gould, for such a powerful word. It really resonated all of us, not just those who are going to Kenya. And I had to remember the five senses, which is the touch, the sight, the hearing, the smell, and the taste. We cannot go in with our five senses. We have to go under the full armor. We have to go in the spirit. We have to really be sensitive to the spirit. We can't just see what is in the natural. And he reinforced even your very food that you're about to eat. You ask Yeshua. You ask the king of kings. Very, very serious time. Because we know the enemy is very sly. So we will be going into prayer, praying over 
I think it's eight that are going to Kenya, right, Pastor? Yeah. I would just ask Pastor just to pray. I know you don't want to do anything today, just to pray over Reverend Bolt, and then we will be going into prayer, praying over the team as they enter into Kenya. Prayer is essential. We, we pray without ceasing. We pray continuously. We never stop. So I'm asking each and every one of you on this platform to pray for them. I'm about to give the names, but we will be doing it as we go into prayer for the team that is going on to Kenya. But I would just like pastor just to pray over Reverend Paul as he finished delivering the message and then we will just go into the prayer for the delegation that are going in to Kenya. I will put the names up on the, the names of all of them. So pastor, if you don't just wait for the reverend vote and then over to him as we go into prayer. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you, Reverend Bold, for that message. I took notes and I took it to heart because it just reminded me of some of the things the Lord has been sharing with me as I prepare to go. Thank you, Father. Lord, I thank you for your son that you have chosen for such a time as this. I thank you, Father God, that he hears your voice and he knows your voice, Lord. You are not a stranger to him. I thank you, Father, that it is his desire to know you more and, and to, to understand you more so that he can deliver with accuracy and precision that which you have given him to say. Father, let the word of his mouth and the meditation of his heart be continually be pleasing to you. God, I thank you that you can trust your son to download the information that you would want him to deliver to your people. Father, I pray a blessing over him. I pray the covering of Jesus over him. I pray, Father God, that even as he spoke from, from Ephesians 6, Father, that you will M him in. That you will surround him, Father. That you put a shield around him. That, Lord, when we think of construction, we think about those plyboards, God, Lord, using to hold a building in place to shore him up. So shore him up, God. Father, I pray, Lord, that as, as, as he shares with us, Lord, that these words also will be applicable to him. That he will look to you, he will trust you, that he will not operate from his senses, his five senses, but he'll allow the Holy Spirit to give the wisdom and discernment mm. to be his guide and his leader. So Reverend Bolt, I just prayed today that you will just sit as you have been sitting, that you will continue to sit under the power, under the anointing, under the teaching and the tutelage of our, our God. And that as he downloads in your spirit, that you will be careful to watch over the word so that you can pass the word on to the people of God. Mm -hmm. So Father, I thank you, God, for this man that you have chosen for such a time as this. Mm -hmm. God, I'm mindful that he does not walk alone, that he walks with another. And so, Father, I pray for his wife that you have given him, that they, Father, that they, they will be so one, mm -hmm. be one as you and the Father are one, that, Lord, that there will be no, nothing that will divide, nothing that will separate, nothing that will come and stand in between them. But, Father, that they, Father God, together will sit at your feet and learn from you. Father, 
bless them this morning. Bless him this morning, Father. And Father, I pray that you'll give him many more in-season words to deliver mm. to your people. Father, I end by saying, may the words, may the meditation of his heart be constantly be pleasing in your sight. Mm. Father, give him an appetite. Cause him to, to, to chew on your word and to feed upon your word that the word of God is more important to him than anything that is physical. And so, Father, I give you thanks for your son. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.